Hey everyone, welcome to another edition of the Final Down NFL Podcast with me, Jim, and Punk Raider. We're here to talk about the NFL. Punk, how are you doing, sir? There's an empty box on our Zoom call. <laughs> What's happened there? Well, you know, it's the start of October. Um, players are getting injured. Players are going down. Uh, we're both feeling the effects of different viruses, non-pandemic uh, style viruses, but you no know, viruses nonetheless. Uh, Dave has caught quite a few things, not for the first time in his life, and so he is unfortunately unable to make the pod. Now, some cynics might have said it's because his team finally lost again, after playing a team that won a game so far this season, but uh, we have it on good authority that Dave is in quite a lot of pain, um, not just for his team losing. So we wish him a speedy recovery. Um, he does wish he could be here this evening to record, but he's not. So hopefully get him back for next week. You can still hit him up on Twitter at... Denver Dave 30. So if you want to um, give him your best or your worst, uh, you can hit him on there and he's still uh, responding to tweets at the moment. So it's not life threatening as far as we're aware. We we assume it's him anyway. I mean, he seems to have a permanent bed booked in that clinic. So who knows? (laughs) He's not sick of the sight of him. It could could just be a doctor or a nurse that's replying on his behalf. But, you know, we (laughs) assume... We 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 assume it's him um, that's that's coming in. Yeah, get well soon, Dave. Yeah, no ghost right. Hopefully on this Twitter account. But um, we're going to try and uh, push our way through here, Punk. Uh, a little bit different, I suppose. We're going to do a bit of news because we haven't done that in a few weeks, and things happen. Uh, we probably won't do a massive game of the week. We'll just kind of go through each game, uh, not spend too long on them. Then we'll look at Punk's power plays. So some mighty fine plays through the NFL weekend. Then we'll move on to the picks before all going home uh, and enjoying ourselves. So <laughs> we'll start off Get with an extra news. lens tip. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so we're going to start with some news. And the biggest news that came just before we started recording, uh, Punk, was that Stefan Gilmore, the Patriots have traded their veteran cornerback, Stefan Gilmore, to the Carolina Panthers for, get this, a 2023 sixth round pick. Gilmore spent the 2021 season so far on the pup list or physically unable to perform. He played 11 games last year, got one interception, a forced fumble and three passes defended. The 31-year-old is due to come off the pup list in week six, week six. I was about to say 16 then, only week six. So Carolina could continue to bring in reinforcements for the injured rookie JC Horn after trading with the Jags for their former first-round corner, CJ Henderson. A sixth-round pick is all right for a four-time Pro Bowl, one-time Super Bowl winner and 2009 Defensive Player of the Year, right? It's not bad. Mm. Um, if, you, if you can pick one up for that kind of, leverage even if he is 31 yeah um i think it's decent especially with the panthers they've got a very young defense and a very young team in general so mm. bringing someone of, of gilmore's experience into that locker room will will only do good things um i'm surprised the patriots have let him go cheaply to be honest but i suppose they're looking further down the line as opposed to to this year whereas the panthers have probably started fairly well although you know as we'll hear uh, a bit later, probably probably didn't perform quite as well against Dallas as they would have liked. Mm. Um, so actually, you know, a bit of reinforcement in that defensive backfield is isn't a bad thing. I think it's I think it's good for probably good for both sides in the end, but certainly for Carolina in the next year or two. The news was that he was going to be cut, so they were looking for a trade partner and didn't couldn't find one, so he was about to be released. So the the Panthers moved in quickly and just. Offered the yeah, bare just, minimum, basically, to just, make sure he wasn't yeah. on the market. 
Exactly, I guess so. Um, I hadn't actually heard about it until you mentioned it there, so oh, new yeah. one for me as well. But yeah, good one. Good good pickup for Carolina, I'd say. Well, Devontae Adams at the Packers was trying to uh, recruit him through Instagram, but it's probably a, a pretty good move for Gilmore. He, he grew up in Carolina. He played uh, college for the South Carolina Gamecocks, so he's going back to where he started. He's obviously going to... Uh, he's got, got friends and, and family down there. So... And that yeah. never hurts, you know. If, no. if your family's from an area and you, know, you can be close to them, it, it makes life so much easier for you. If you, especially in the NFL, let's yeah. be honest. If he's a Carolina boy, he probably went and watched the Panthers when he was growing up, and so on and so forth. Or, well, he's know. not that <laughs> not that young. But <laughs> well, then, I mean, the Panthers have been around since what ninety five, so you know it would have worked. Just about. Just about. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But anyway, good luck to him. Yeah, good luck to him. He's 31, though, and he did see a bit of slowdown uh, last year. So hopefully he can have a couple of good games for them. Um, coming just before that Gilmore headline was the Dallas Cowboys moving on from Jalen Smith. The linebacker found himself the odd man out in that uh, linebacker core. Shame for Jerry. Then they signed into a five-year, $64 million contract extension in 2019. So they're on the hook for $7.2 million this year and have $16.6 million in dead cap space next year. The Cowboys took a risk drafting Smith in the second round back in 2016. He was projected as a top five overall talent, but an ACL and LCL injury in his final year meant he was drafted with no chance of starting week one. I'm not sure he played the first season, to be honest. He was, he was that he far out. That season at all. No, I mean, Smith's never really got back to the prospect scene at Notre Dame um, when he had lightning speed, saw him living in backfields, basically. So it's a bit of a shame that we never properly saw what he could have been. And so, yeah, they've just decided that they'd rather take the hit now and they've got enough linebackers to cover now that they've picked up um, Micah Parsons in the first round this year. Yeah, I, I, it's it's a shame because, you know, like you said, he was always one of those players that you always thought, oh, maybe next year, you know? Yeah. And yeah. and then it just never really seemed to happen. Um, <laughs> I, do, <laughs> I do find it slightly funny that, you know, the Cowboys are on the hook for a $60 million contract um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, to, to a player that has probably played, what, 20 games over five seasons or something. Mm. But, you know, it's, uh, it, it, it feels like the sort of thing the old Raider teams might have done in the, uh, <laughs> in, in the early 2000s, mid-2000s. So, you know, um, yeah, it's, it's a shame. I mean, I'm sure he'll get a chance somewhere. Somewhere or someone will pick him up for for peanuts and and give him a go, but I don't know if he's actually ever going to come good now. To be honest, yeah, I mean there are some guarantees that have to be picked up if they are going to if someone is going to take a, a shot on him. But you're right; it's the league where if you were drafted in the the first couple of rounds, you have to prove you can't do it rather than prove you can. So exactly, we'll we'll see, we'll see him somewhere else eventually. Um, now, different people take losses. In, in their own way. If you're a punk, for example, you might hold a grudge for 40 years about a tuck rule or a catch being immaculate or not. If you're Dave, you might uh, feign injury for an entire week rather than um, discuss it. If you're Urban Meyer and you've had four losses in a row, you might decide rather than taking the, the team playing back to, to Jacksonville to go back to Columbus, your old stomping ground in, uh, in college and, and blow off some steam in a nightclub uh, with young ladies who aren't your wife and be filmed doing that. So well done, Urban. You've uh, you've managed to make more headlines 
as uh, off the field than on the field. And um, at the moment, he hasn't, as, as of this recording, he hasn't resigned. In fact, he said he's not going to resign. He just went to blow off some steam and uh, to get his head right. <laughs> so I think he got um, the uh, magic vote of confidence as well, didn't he? Kind from, of. From <laughs> Shad Khan. I think it was, a, it was one of those, um, yeah, he's still here. I kind of don't trust him anymore and I I'm kind really of don't want him anywhere near my team. But <laughs> yeah. yeah, it almost was, wasn't it? It was like, you know, I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. You let me down, um, <laughs> your family down. Yeah, exactly. it's, which, you know, as we all know, if your mum says that to you, it's it's, it's worse. But oh, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just one of those stupid things, isn't it? He's got filmed doing something stupid that he shouldn't have been doing. You know, he probably thought he'd get away with it. <laughs> but in um, this day and age of of a phone everywhere, it's just never going to happen. Um, yeah, it is what it is. You know, it's not what to say about it. Obviously, uh, the, the the players aren't happy about it, and um, he's managed to bring the entire locker room together. So that's that's something, I guess. Well done, Urban. Well, there is that. There is that. I mean, if 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 all the players are on the same page saying this is ridiculous, how dare you? Yeah. Then you know. At least you've achieved something. Yeah. Um, with that, we better move on to go through the games then, Punk. So we're going to start with Thursday night, which is a quite nice segue for the Jags and the Bengals. So yeah, it was a tight fight on Thursday night. Bengals got two touchdown catches from uh, tight end CJ Uzuma and a rushing touchdown from Joe Mixon, who left the game with an ankle sprain. James Robinson got a couple of rushing touchdowns for the Jags and Trevor Lawrence ran one in himself to tie the game. But a last second field goal by Evan McPherson gave the Bengals their second win of the season. The final score was the Jags 21, Bengals 24. This game was so long ago now, I can't even <laughs> actually remember it. <laughs> Last second field goal. It feels like, go. yeah, no, I, I think it was one of those weird games, wasn't it, where the Bengals were absolutely dreadful for the first quarter and a half and couldn't do anything. Well, they didn't score first half. half. It was 14-0 at half time. Yeah, it was, time. wasn't it? And they were just dreadful and couldn't do anything. And then second half, it was like, oh, yeah, we suddenly remembered how to play football. Yeah, and that we're only playing Jacksonville, and so you know, still takes the last second field goal, which is yeah. a bit of an anomaly. But fair play to the Bengals, onwards and upwards, I say. Yeah, on to Sunday then, and a back and forth contest in Atlanta. But the Washington football team got the W in this one. Terry McLaurin with two touchdown grabs and over 120 yards as a reminder that he's one of the best in the league. And Antonio Gibson rushed and 101 yard kickoff return at the start of the second half by DeAndre Carter. Plus a slightly fortunate J.D. McKissick touchdown catch and dive with a difference in the end. But a monster day for Cordell Patterson, who had three receiving touchdowns for the Falcons, who almost won this one. They didn't. And the final score was Washington 34, Falcons 30. Washington made hard work of this one. They really did. Um, Again, it it seems to be teams are struggling to get going, um, which Mm. is a bit weird. Because you'd expect them, and you know, it always used to be you just come out and start fast and start strong, and then teams would fade up, fade in the second half. Whereas now it seems to be the other way around, in that you know, a lot of the teams will will actually start slowly and then come back into it. Mm. Um, I'm still really disappointed in that Washington defense this year. I thought they were going to be monstrous, to be honest, and they're a bit pussycat at the minute. So, you know, nice they, they turned they... up to the party eventually, but yeah. And at least the offense is looking pretty lively as well. I mean, um, Taylor Heineke's slinging it about. He's not afraid to take a deep shot on third down. So I like Heineke. I, like I, th- I think he's, you know, I'm amazed he hasn't had a shot before. 
Mm. Um, and then it had to go him going through the XFL and, and then coming in and having that decent couple of games towards the end of last season. He bummed um, around the league a bit. I did. I remember writing a blog post to say that he should be starting for the Vikings when they were down to when they'd lost their, their starter. Um, and they were still trying to play a veteran rather than trying Heineken. I thought, let's give Heineken a chance. But uh, yeah. yeah, he's now turned up here he's, and he's a shot. He's, he's, he, there are definitely worse quarterbacks out there at the minute than, oh, yeah. than Taylor Heineke. So, oh, yeah, yeah. hopefully, fingers crossed, Washington can put something together and make that fight for the East with the Cowboys a little bit more. I think they'll still be there. Than it is at the minute. I think they might, they probably will be. I mean, I'm sure the Cowboys are due to shoot themselves in the foot and <laughs> lose to Denver or something soon. So Yeah, hit themselves with their own spurs. Exactly. Uh, yeah, this is more like what we're expecting from the Houston Texans this season. A 14-zip blowout in Buffalo. Poor Davis Mills ended the game with four interceptions, 87 yards, and a QBR of 0.8. Two touchdowns for tight end Dawson Knox, a rushing touchdowns for Zach Moss and Josh Allen, and four field goals for Tyler Bass just ran up the hurt. The final score was the Bills 40, Texans nada. The most interesting thing in this for me was the fact that you could get a QBR of less than one. <laughs> yeah, I didn't know that. Um, I, I, I honestly didn't realize that you could. I figured it would be one and above mm. and that the, 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 the floor would be one. But yeah, I mean, the Bills look like the Bills and the Texans look like the Texans. There's not a lot to, to really say about this. It was, it was almost a, just a practice match, wasn't it? Yeah, we're going to move on. We're going to move on, same as Texans should. Um, what a difference a game without McNaggy calling plays makes. Chicago had division rivals the Detroit Lions over to play and came out with the first full game win for rookie Justin Fields. This time he was only sacked once and had one interception. David Montgomery was the workhorse for the Bears, 106 rushing yards and two touchdowns, but suffered a knee sprain and tipped to be out for four to five weeks. Ex-Chief Damian Williams ran in the Bears third to make it 21-0. Khalif Raymond caught two touchdowns for the Lions to get it closer, but the hole was too deep and the final score was the Lions 14, Bears 24. Yeah, this is this is the Bears that I expected to see last week, if I'm mm. honest. Mm. Running the ball, protecting their quarterback, and letting him not have to sling it around a lot. Yeah. Um and and the defense played fairly well as well. Now it helps when you're playing the Lions, obviously. You know. Yeah. But but you know, I think I said last week the Lions Lions have been a bit feisty in all of their games. So actually, you know, this might be a get a bit better than you were type game for the Bears. Um, I'm not saying it's a, a get well game and that they'll, they're all right again. Um, but certainly, you know, getting Nagy off those play calls will have given Justin Fields a bit more confidence as well. Um, yeah, it's 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 one of those, we'll just have to keep an eye on him and, and see how it progresses. I think he has actually been named the starter now, hasn't he, for the rest of the he season? He has, yeah. Yeah, and Matt Nagy was nowhere near the play calling for any of that game. Yeah, which, <laughs> yeah, all days you know, was very obvious from, from the first play onwards. So, yeah. It does kind of feel like he's Mr. Cuck now because he did. they did come out after and say that, that he had to claim that uh, Justin Fields is the starter, but we all know that Nagy preferred Dalton, so it feels like he's just there as a puppet now. Yeah, just, and, and just, just it, it may well be that they just, well, you'd think so, but is it... I know certainly in, in you know, soccer, um, yeah. 
if you if you hand in your resignation or transfer request, then you don't necessarily get all bonuses and payments made that are due in your contract. So it could no. be a situation whereby he's waiting to be fired. Um, but I NFL's a little bit different in that you know physically and the chance of injury is so much higher that you almost can't have a puppet for want of a better word. Uh, coach in there because you can't risk the players they're just too important um so you know i think i think it's probably one of those situations where the front office and and ownership will be looking at it over the course of the season and probably around week 17 um yeah if they don't make the players you know there'll be there'll be some some nice obvious moment where and you, you could be right black monday mm. um where where they'll get rid of Nagy. they can't keep him after this season no no shot himself in the foot uh yeah another person doing that okay so to dallas where the first half was mostly about rushing touchdowns sam donald ran into himself after zeke had started the scoring blake jarwin got a touchdown catch and the two-point conversion saw the teams going to halftime separated by one point third quarter was a nightmare for the panthers though Three touchdowns for the Cowboys and two interceptions to Trayvon Diggs just nuked the contest. Donald did manage to hit DJ Moore for two scores in the fourth, but the Cowboys eased to the finish line. Panthers 28, Cowboys 36. Cowboys were very, very good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't so much the Panthers didn't play well as as the Cowboys played very well. Um, yeah, you know. As, you, as, as we'll hear a little later in the uh, punk power plays, um, Spoiler. There's, Spoiler. there's 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 possibly a mention in there for a certain Cowboys defensive back, um, but you know I think I think it this was one of those kind of statement games for the Cowboys for me where they actually turned around and said, look, we know none of you actually trust us and believe in us, which <laughs> well, right, none of us none of us did, no, um, but actually you know. This season, we have all praised the Panthers. So the fact that the Cowboys have gone out and, and kind of said, you know, here we are, it, it, it almost feels like a statement game for them mm. for this season. But they've got a, they've really got to stop shooting themselves in the foot against the Atlantas and Jets and you know, all those other teams that inevitably they will lose to and become the same old Cowboys again. But for this week, I was quite impressed. Okay, and we've got to come up with a different catchphrase as well. Uh, I, t- I think that the Panthers, if you look at what they did, they did kind of go away from some, some of the things on defense that they were great at. Like they were stopping the run the first three weeks, and then this week they couldn't stop Zeke or Pollard. So it's strange. They did go away from some of the things that were working for them. I, I think some of that, though, is uh, around the fact that the Cowboys do actually have a decent passing game. So, yeah. you know, whereas the Panthers, if you if you look at who they've been playing, I think they've been able to focus on the run a little bit more. Whereas uh, I think against the Cowboys, you need to almost back your defense off a little bit. Otherwise, Cooper and Coa are going to torch you. Um, so I think they were kind of caught between and betwixt and never really shut down either, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. They, that's probably why they went for uh, Gilmore and uh, Henderson this week as well. So, yep, exactly. Welcome to a bad game, Punk. The Indianapolis Colts get a win on the road in Miami with no tour under center for the Finns. 
It just looks like there's no game plan defensively for the Dolphins. Everything looks like a scramble backyard football situation for Jacoby Brissett. Colts running back Jonathan Taylor had over 100 yards rushing and a touchdown on the game. Wentz found tight end Mario Cox twice to make the game safe. Brissett did throw touchdowns to Mike Gazicki and Devante Parker, but they came late in the fourth. The final score was the Colts 27, Dolphins 17. That was the Dolphins display that I was expecting against us the prior week when they took us to overtime. Um, and actually looked like a decent football team. Um, I don't know what went wrong. They completely yeah. seem to have fallen apart. The defense is not doing what their defense was doing last season. Um, yeah, it just seems like a bit of a lost year for the Dolphins, to be honest, at the minute. Um, even with Tua back, I'm not sure it would make that much difference. As I don't think his skill set is, at this moment in time, that much higher than Brissett's. Mm. Well, he's. I think he started practicing again, so... They're hoping to get him back over this weekend or next weekend. So it can only help. It can only help because, you know, no, he, it can't he's hurt, practice but... reps in the, in the preseason, you know, he's the yeah, one they've been game planning for. You'd still expect the Dolphins to end up at least fighting for a wild card. You know, they're obviously not going to win the division because the bills are in there, but no. you know, you'd, you'd expect them to be certainly looking at uh, finishing second and, and looking at a wild card spot if they can. But the way they're playing at the minute, they're not even, they're, they'll be lucky to finish above the Patriots. Yeah. <laughs> they're not, not looking like they're going to grind out any wins anytime soon. So you're right. Um, let's move on. The game between the Vikings and Browns started off so well with a typical Justin Jefferson touchdown on the opening drive. The Browns struggled, but did eventually punch in the touchdown for Kareem Hunt. Of course, that was after six attempts from just three yards out. Andy Anovich got the two-point conversion and the Browns had a field goal before halftime. Second half saw 10 punts, a turnover on downs and an interception. If it had been a horse, it would have been shot. Final score in Minnesota was the Browns 14, Vikings 7. Yeah, this was my fault because last week I said this could be a shootout. You did, yes. So I'll, I'll hold my hands up. That's <laughs> all right. I'll hold my hands up and say I jinxed this one. Um, yeah, weird game. Very weird game, especially for two teams when you actually look at their offences and go, why can't they score? And it's not no just all down to defences. Although, you know, Garrett was very good again, as you'd expect. Um, but, yeah, it was, it was just a strange game. Very so, strange game. Well, it'll be lost in the ether. Yeah, no one will remember that yeah. game. So, another week with the game that goes to overtime. This time it was the Jekyll and Hyde Saints looking very much like Hyde. Alvin Kamara had 120 rushing yards but didn't get a touchdown. Tight end Jawan Johnson did get another touchdown, though, his third of the season. Daniel Jones had two big touchdown plays to John Ross and Saquon Barkley. Taysom Hill got the nod to run in two touchdowns. And a 48-yard field goal by Graham Gano squared the game from New York. A winning coin toss later and a successful drive ended with a Saquon touchdown to win the game. The final score after overtime was the Giants 27, Saints 21. Giants played well. Saints played all right. right. Saints, Saints lost this game, I think, rather than... Giants won it. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I'll be honest. I didn't watch a huge amount of it, but yeah, every time I, I kind of had seen a few plays from it, it, it seemed to me like Barkley was starting to do bits again, whether it was, you know, running it through the middle for six yards or catching wheel routes and, and so on and so forth. So it, it definitely looked like they, they had game plan to get him the ball more. Mm. Um, which I think is always a good thing if you can get the ball in the hands of your best player. <laughs> um, but which, you know, and, and coming off that MCL, ACL, whichever one it was, both probably, I think, 
um, then, you know, it's always going to take him a few games to get back. But, yeah, I thought I thought the Giants did well, and it's it's nice to see them actually get a win. Um, yeah. I was a bit surprised that with the Saints having this as down as the homecoming game, um, mm. that they weren't a bit more up that's, for that's it. What I mean. You know, it was, it, it was just the Saints just, I don't, I yeah, I don't know. I don't really know what the Saints were or weren't doing, to be honest. Like well, I said, every time he's... I saw the game, it was the Giants on with the ball. So mm. this is why Dave picked the Giants over the Saints in the picks because it was the next week, and so the Saints just going good, bad, good, bad, just Jekyll Hyde, Jekyll Hyde. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he's yeah. gone this week in the Saints game. Um, anyway, so let's talk about the New York Jets. I like you know games where everyone expects the the result and then the underdog comes through and bites back. And the Jets have been through the ring of the first three weeks against the Panthers, Patriots and Broncos. Rookie QB, Zach Wilson had a murderous row of defences to run. The Titans should have been just as difficult, but the Jets' offence managed to get moving eventually. The game didn't start too well with two punts and interception for Wilson, and it would have been very easy to sink into another drubbing. But the Jets' defence was was lively, and the Titans only got nine points off field goals for these gifts. Then the Jets scored the first touchdown of the game with two third-down conversions by Wilson before a Michael Carter rushing touchdown. I don't want to do a play-by-play on this game, of course, but there were two very good passing touchdowns for Zach Wilson. One to Jameson Crowder, who just got back from the physio's room, and Corey Davis taking home a deep pass on the first play of the drive. In the end, it was the Titans who had to score to keep the game alive at the end. Uh, Despite Derek Henry racking up over 177 scrimmage yards and a touchdown, the Jets made their overtime field goal and the Titans missed theirs, and the Jets are now after Schneid. The final score post-overtime was the Titans 24, Jets 27. I thought that rainbow, I think it was the Corey Davis touchdown. I think that rainbow pass, it was absolutely millimeter perfect. Yeah. Um, Didn't have to break stride. Didn't even have to look for it. Just literally put his arms out and it was there. Yeah. Um, That was, that was a beautiful throw. The other thing I did notice in this game was, and I can't remember for the life of me, remember the name, although I can remember his number is number 56 for the Jets. Yeah. uh, Linebacker. He was absolutely hitting everything that moved. I think that's Quincy Williams, Quinn Williams' he, brother. It, it could well be. Like I said, I can't remember remember the name, but I remember it was 56. And every time I looked at the screen, he was hitting something, mm-hmm. whether it was sideline to sideline, north and south. He was just, just everywhere. Um, kind of reminded me of a young Patrick Willis and what he used to do Ooh. at the 49ers when he first went in there. Mm. Similar, I'm not saying he's as good. I'm just saying it was a very <laughs> similar style of play. Um, and, you know, he, he's definitely got some wheels on him. So I might I might have to have a little look at Mr. Mr. Williams and, and, and pick him out as a, a player to keep an eye on. We, I did say at the start of the season that the Jets have got a pretty good core defense. You know, people like Quinn and Williams... John Franklin Myers, you know, um, yeah, but there's, they brought in, you know, I have a lot of, there. lot of teams to look at James. I can't pick up on the jets <laughs> as well as everybody else. I mean, you know, you got to let some of them slide. Mm. All right. I mean, just to show the difference in Zach's stats from the first three weeks, he put up almost 300 yards against Tennessee. That's basically half his season total in one game. His completion percentage jumped from 55 to 62%. His QBR from 19.6 to 97.3. And his two touchdowns doubled his season total as well. So, um, but it's this is this is the perfect reason why you and I've always said you should be sitting rookie 
quarterbacks, you shouldn't be playing them because the game is too quick. The first three or four games of their careers are always going to be car crashes, especially when you're coming up against the defenses that he's come up against. You know, uh, lays me to say, but the Broncos are a good defense. You know, we, we've waxed lyrical about the Panthers ever since the offseason. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, these are not, not shoddy defenses. It, no. Putting a rookie in that situation where everything is faster, harder, quicker, it's just, you know, they're going to make mistakes. They're going to look dreadful in games. Um, I'm glad he, he got this one, to be honest, because I think he's been taking a bit of flack recently. Oh, yeah. That's that's just, in my mind, not deserved. You know, you can't... I said the same thing about Darnold when he was at the Jets in his first year. And it's like, yeah, you're asking him to do the impossible. You're asking him to just basically make a franchise better overnight when he doesn't even know what the game is. You know, it's 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 ridiculous what we ask some of these these young players to do at times. But you know, fair play. He's he seems to now be settling in a bit more. Um he certainly got an arm on him. We well, showed that at BYU that he had, had the arm talent. It's just obviously the, the level of opposition that he was playing against is a massive um move down from where he is currently. I mean, it wasn't just Zach Wilson that should get some credit. The, the Jets' defense was pretty good too, as you alluded to. They only allowed five third-down conversions on 19 attempts by the Titans. They got seven sacks on Tannehill. Quillian Williams got two of those. Um, seven tackles for a loss and seven passes defended. So, how many how many yards did um, Derek get this week? 177 scrimmage yards. Mm, that's not dreadful, though. 157 rushing yards. <laughs> 150. I'm surprised he got that many, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. But, but they stopped him when it mattered. They, uh, they stood yeah. from, I think that's what you're going to see from Robert Sala. He's got a good base there that he can build off of talent um, that wasn't obviously taken advantage of under Adam Gase. And Todd Bowles couldn't get the most out of the, the players that he had at the time. But they've, they've been drafting quite consistently good talent the last couple of years. So I think Sala's going to make the most of it. And that's, uh, that's that review. So let's move on. Um, perhaps poetically, Andy Reid became the first head coach to win 100 games with two different franchises in Philadelphia on Sunday, as the Chiefs got back to 500 with a win over the Eagles. Tyreek Hill went off for 186 yards and three touchdowns. The Chiefs scored on every drive, bar the interception. For the Eagles, Jalen Hurts threw a career-high yardage, and rookie Devontae Smith also got over 100 yards receiving, but it wasn't enough. The final score was the Chiefs 42, Eagles 30. Chiefs did what Chiefs do. They scored lots of points, conceded some. Um, yeah, it, it it looked like to me anyway that the Chiefs were back to to what we expect them to be. Um, I think again, I think they were a team that had a slow start. I don't think they came out and immediately blitzed and bombed out the Eagles. I think the Eagles were hanging around at least till half time, but. You know, it's this. This is the ominous sign: is that if it's taken three or four weeks for the Chiefs to actually kind of click into gear and and move up and stuff, what are they going to do the rest of the way? Um, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of just almost expected, you know. It's a good game for the Eagles, though. I mean, I don't know about you, but I I am seeing Hurts grow with every game. He, he looks more comfortable under center and um, commanding that offense. And the fact they put up thirty points, I know the Chiefs aren't the best defense, but you know. It, it's still not easy to get that many points. No, I agree. I, I think he is improving. 
I think kind of similar to what I just said about the rookie quarterbacks. I think mm. the fact that he had those two, three, four games, how many it was last year, really helped him in his his kind of progression and understanding what he needs to do. And therefore will have, you know, in the off season, he will have been able to work on those areas that, that he wasn't so good at. So making his reads and getting the ball out quickly. Um, but yeah, no, he's, he's definitely improving as a quarterback. It's, uh, it looks like we might have to reevaluate our power rankings for the NFC West Punk for the Cardinals going to LA and comfortably beat the Rams is a statement that everyone needs to take note of. Kyler Murray had another great game, ending with a rating of 120. Chase Edmonds got an average of 10 yards a rush, so 120 yards on 12 carries. That is crazy against that Rams defense. Cooper Cup was covered out of the game and it showed the final score was the Cardinals 37, Rams 20. I need to sit down and watch this game and figure out what happened because there's no way that Rams defense should be giving up that many yards per play to Chase Edmonds, let alone, you know, the rest, the rest of the offense. It, 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 yeah, it's, I I need to sit down and watch the tape on that one (laughs) because, you know, they've either completely changed their game plan just because it's Kyler Murray, which, you know, wouldn't, wouldn't surprise me totally, but to give up what they were giving up was just, yeah, it was it was a shock, put it that way. I think that might actually be my biggest shock of the weekend, right? even more so than the Jets and the Giants winning. Hmm. Yeah, as, as much as we respect the Cardinals, I did expect in LA for the Rams to get that one done with the, the talent on their roster. But they went in 24-13 down at halftime, and there's that stat about McVeigh where if he's leading at halftime, he invariably wins it. If he's losing at halftime, he almost never comes back uh, and yeah. wins the game, and it, it proved again. Uh, on this one, Arizona it's, it's, it's adjustments in the game, yeah, isn't it? He's he's just not he he doesn't seem to be able to make adjustments on the fly. If the game plan doesn't work, then the game plan doesn't work. Yeah, um, I think we saw that in the Super Bowl, didn't we? Um, in the, <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, yeah, we did. Yeah, that was a long Super Bowl. It was, it was it was a very long Super Bowl, and you know the defense was playing great, and the defensive game plan was working perfectly, but they never ever managed to just make those adjustments on offense to to be able to to score enough points mm. and you know Stafford kind of fell into those one of those games that he occasionally used to have with the Lions where he would just focus on one receiver and you know, really really miss things and so on and so forth so uh, you know I'm not I wouldn't be hitting the panic button if I was the Rams, but it's probably the good time to lose one because it, it gives you that chance to refocus and, and actually go, look, yeah, let's not get carried away here. We do still need to work hard to get where we want to be. Yeah. Russell Wilson recovered from going three and out on his first five drives to get his 100th win at division rivals San Francisco, throwing a career highlight ball to Freddie Swain when he should have been sacked. For the 49ers, Shanahan was forced to bring Trey Lance in when Jimmy G went down with a calf injury. The game was looking out of reach, but Lance came in and hit Debo Samuel for two touchdowns. He also ran in a two-point conversion himself. Let's see if Shanahan jumps back to Garoppolo when both are available. The final score was the Seahawks 28, 49ers 21. What would you do if you oh, were Shanahan? Lance. Lance. Yeah. There's, there's think- no reason why any of these rookie quarterbacks should be taken out now. I know you talk about you, you should sit them, but how are they going to learn unless they, they play these games? Best to well, get them in, blood them, and get them up to speed on the NFL because the reason you drafted them first round is because they can make a difference. Yeah, but there's there's a slight difference between 
drafting and coming in and playing for the 49ers as they are set <laughs> up and coming in and playing for the Jets as they are set up. Yes. Um, or the Bears or, you know. The Jets. And, you know, you say about not sitting people. Yeah, you get Peyton Mannings. You used to get Peyton Mannings that would come in and start day one and have a really iffy rookie season and stuff. Oh, yeah. But then, but then you'd also get Aaron Rodgers, who'd come and sit for a couple of years behind Brett Favre before actually taking over the reins and, you know, actually being the finished article when he started. Um, so, you know, there, there are arguments to be had both ways. But, I but, just personally... Aaron Rodgers was underdrafted. I mean, he should have gone... In the oh yeah, no, he, he could have gone yeah, one no, and he would have started straight have away. Well, maybe, he's, maybe he's, not. He wouldn't but, have been good when he started. He, know, would, he would have lost some more games, but he would have won some as well. I just, I just, I just don't always see the benefit of having them thrown into the into the deep end straight away. Um, I think sometimes, and you know, it depends on the player themselves as well as much as anything. You know, the coach is going to be in the best position to be able to tell who who who's ready and who isn't. Um, yeah, I just think they, they don't owe Jimmy G anything. You know, they don't owe Andy Dalton anything. They don't owe these veteran quarterbacks no. um, the starting position. They need to earn it. And if the rookie is, I mean, Trey Lance got almost the same yardage total as Jimmy G with half the throws. You know, and he just there's that spark. You just know when you see it. It doesn't. It's not even about the stats. You watch the game. You see what they do with the play. How they line up. How well, they execute. That's exactly what happened with Russell Wilson, isn't it? That's what, yeah, you know, it, is. it, it was bring him in for the second half of one game just to give a spark, and he never lost the job. It was, <laughs> it, 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 it really can sometimes be as simple as that. And I agree with you. I think, I think Lance needs to be the quarterback going forwards. Um, I do worry about the 49ers now. I think the 49ers might actually be the Cardinals that we thought at the start of the season, um, where they're going to be in games, just not actually winning them. Mm. Uh, I think, I think injuries are catching up with them. I don't think that that secondary is good enough to be honest. Um, we'll see. We'll see. But I, 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 I do worry a bit about the 49ers at the minute, whether or not they will actually get to double, double digit wins. The Broncos winning streak ended as they faced an opponent that actually already won a game. The Baltimore Ravens had this over by halftime, partly the score and partly as Broncos QB Teddy Bridgewater was taken out by a hit under the chin by rookie linebacker Adafi Owe. Drew Locke played the second half, but there was no comeback here. The final score was the Ravens 23, Broncos 7. I'm not even sure it was that close, to be honest. It wasn't. (laughs) 23-7, I mean, it's, it's the donkeys, so I didn't watch a whole huge amount of this game but <laughs> you know it, 20 the bits i was seeing it was it was just yeah it was a procession it wasn't it wasn't even a, much of a game um there was a bit of controversy wasn't there with the last play of the game because the ravens yeah. wanted to keep their 100 yards uh rushing That's a game good. streak alive uh so that instead of instead of taking a knee um mm-hmm. but we see this every so often don't we there was a I think it was a Packers game a few years ago where something similar happened because someone wanted an extra 10 yards on a pass for a record or something. But Yeah, I, mean, I don't think that's really that important. I'm obviously Vic Fangio was, was hot about it, but it wasn't as if it was a run up the middle. It was a kind of run to the sideline almost and then see what yeah. you can get. So it wasn't, it wasn't endangering any players that much. Um, I mean, I'm pretty certain he'd have, he'd have just walked out of bounds or slid and you know what I mean? It's yeah. just... 
Yeah, no one was Don't trying anything too, too desperate on that play. The difference, I guess, on, on this week was that Marquise Brown actually caught the ball rather than just not catching it. So he did. Gave Lamar some better stats. And he did. I think also Pat Satan was injured near the very end of the game. Uh, that doesn't obviously help. But uh, yeah, the, the Broncos just didn't seem to have any answers for it. And obviously with Drew Locke completely cold after not being having, well, taking any snaps for a long time. Um, and looks, just not looks being like very it as well. Good, so. Let's be honest. You know, <laughs> if, if if you're being completely <laughs> outplayed by safe pair of hands, Teddy Two Gloves, then, you know, there's no way on this planet on that you're going to, you know, Drew Locke's going to come in and rescue the day. It's no, just not going to happen. No, so... Yeah, I. Yeah. Move on. Yeah, move, move on. on. Yeah, Dave's not here to defend what happened there. Exactly. So doubt you could anyway. He knows it better than we do. Yeah. The first time that Big Ben and Aaron Rodgers faced off since the 2011 Super Bowl, the Pittsburgh Steelers managed to score on their first drive of the game. As the Steelers have struggled to score in the first quarter of games recently, it was a bit of a shock for me. The turning point came at the end of the second quarter when a blocked field goal that was returned 75 yards for a score by Minka Fitzpatrick was wrongly wiped out for offsides. It meant that the Packers went into the break in the lead and they didn't let go of it in the second half. Two touchdowns for Randall Cobb as um, the Packers go three and one. The final score was the Steelers 17, Packers 27. Wrongly. Wrongly? It was, well, it was really? wrong. wrong? Yeah, they, they were not offsides, but you're in Green Bay and those decisions are going to go uh, Absolutely. the other way. Welcome to the NFL. Yeah. Um, the best thing They're I saw fairly. in this game, <laughs> the best thing I saw in this game, to be fair, was uh, the little... Um, little game of chess that Tomlin and Rogers had. Um, I think it was in the second quarter and Rogers has noticed you had an extra defender substituting onto the field. So he's tried to do his uh, quick snap to yeah. um, catch, catch everyone and get the penalty. And Tomlin had already called the timeout before he'd done it. Yeah. So, and then, and they just gave each other a kind of knowing little nod and glance, which I thought was quite, quite good actually. Yeah. Um, the game within the game. I, I very much enjoyed that. Um, apart from that, I really didn't bother watching this game. <laughs> it, it ended the way rumors. I expected it to. But yeah, that sparked rumours that that, Rad, that Rogers is going to the Steelers next year because well, obviously it's his last year in Green Bay, and yeah. it's it's invariably going to be Big Ben's last year in Pittsburgh. So the stupid thing is, it kind of makes sense if you're the Steelers because to an extent, if, you, if to an well, it does because you've you've kind of already is. if you. The only thing you've got to sort out is that offensive line. Yeah. Um, you know, he's got the offense around him. You've got players. You've got Najee Harris. You've you've got receivers. You've got to sort out that O-line. Otherwise, you know, it's just not going to work. But hmm. if, if, if Rodgers wants to go somewhere where he's going to have a defense and a chance to do what Peyton Manning did at the Broncos and kind yeah. of not get carried to a Super Bowl, but have two or three years where he's really got a proper chance, Mm -hmm. then, you know, there are worse places to go than Pittsburgh. But if you don't sort that O-line out, it ain't going to happen. Because he's not going to want to be running around at the age of 39 trying to avoid people. He needs (laughs) to be protected. So, you know, it's it's not the worst rumour I've heard. Mm. But, you know... We'll we'll see what happens. I mean, we'll see. You know, I very much but, doubt it'll be in Green Bay next year. But no, and, and to go to a different conference would make more sense as well. So you don't want to it annoy would. your your fan it base. Would. 
But uh, yeah, I, I don't know. We've got very few options at this point. So Rogers is one of the best ones we've, of, our, of our very limited ones we've got left. Uh, let's go on then. So I don't know if you guys out there heard, but apparently Tom Brady played a game against his old team on Sunday night. I assume out of respect, mm. he didn't throw a touchdown in the game and came out with a QBR of 55. Ronald Jones got a rushing touchdown and kicker Ryan Suckup made four of five field goals. On the other side, Mac Jones, his only throw over 16 yards got intercepted, finished with two touchdowns to his new tight ends, Hunter Henry and Johnny Smith. But the last drive field goal doink and out by Nick Falk gave Brady the win. Final score in Foxborough was the Buccaneers 19, Patriots 17. The only reason this was a prime time, in inverted commas, yeah. Thing, yeah. was because it was Brady's first return to Foxborough. Yeah. It was never going to be a good game. Um, it, you know, they couldn't even get the, uh, when, what record was it he got this time around? It was passing yards. It was most passing it? yards, yeah. So, so he got the most passing yards record because they respotted the ball. So, <laughs> yeah, it was, it was, it, you know, the play had ended. They spotted the ball. He was a yard short. All of a sudden, the ball's been respotted and it's a yard further on. And it's like, mm. what's going on there? But he he uh, comes to beat it by the end of the game. But yeah. You know, it's, it's, it's the Buccaneers need to sort themselves out, to be honest. Um, I think they're going the way of many a Super Bowl champion where you know, it's just not happening that second season. Although I know the dog, they returned everybody, but exactly, you know, it's, it, you know, and it happens all the time. It, mm. I, th- I think, I think I mentioned it in our predictions pod. Mm. And I think Dave laughed at me because they literally brought back the entire team. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I've seen it so often that a team will just not be the same the season after they've won a Super Bowl. Um, and, it, you know, there is no rhyme or reason for it. It's, it's almost that, just that, oh, I've done it. You just relax 1% and that's enough. And there are a few mercenaries in that team everyone. as well. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Antonio Brown's in that team for crying out loud. You know, the bloke should be nowhere (laughs) near a football pitch, but you know, Gronkowski, he's retired twice already. So, you know, it's, yeah, the Buccaneers are a good team. Don't get me wrong. You know, they'll still end up being in the playoffs and trying to do something, but they need to, they need to show a bit more than they're showing right now. Otherwise, yeah, they're just going to get wiped out in, in the first rounds. Yeah, they sent the 2020 bucks that we're watching at the moment. No. Nowhere near. Uh, so Monday night, following a lightning delay in a roofed stadium, Monday night's game with the yeah. AFC West match between the Las Vegas Raiders and the Los Angeles Chargers happened. Raiders 3-0 and hoping to keep the, the ball rolling were shook by halftime as they were 21-0 down. Touchdown catches for Donald Parham. Uh, Austin Eckler and ex-Raider Jared Cook gave Vegas a mountain to climb. The third quarter, they got two scores back through Hunter Renfro and Darren Waller. But an Eckler run in the four finished the job. The final score was the Raiders 14, Chargers 28. Punk, thoughts on this one? Yeah, I, 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 I picked right. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> the reverse Uno <laughs> card stopped working. So Yeah, no, it's, this, this, this is the game I feared it would be, to be mm-hmm. honest. Um, Josh Jacobs came back, and so we reverted back from our pass-heavy offense that we played the last couple of weeks. Um, and went back to our much more balanced, almost run first offense. And, you know, first half, we just couldn't get going at all. Um, I think, I think this, I think the coaches, I think Gruden and co need to realize that they need to just be a pass first team. Um, right. With, with, with 
the O-line, as battered as it is, they're just not making any holes. Um, I mean, I, I don't think Alex Leatherwood at the moment should be playing tackle. I think they need to move him inside to guard where he does less damage. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's, it's a learning process. I mean, it is a very young, very young O-line still, but, you know, and, and three-fifths of the, the starters are out. So, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of difficult to criticize them too much. But on the flip side, you can't give yourself a 21-point hole and, and expect yourselves to be able to dig out of it when, you know, you've just not been very good. Mm. Uh, in all honesty. In fact, you know, I think my favorite player of the game was actually Hunter Renfro's uh, clean, open field, smashing tackle on the mm. fake punt. Mm. Mm. Um, that kind of says everything that you need to about about that Raiders performance. Um, <laughs> Best play it wasn't on offense. <laughs> it was, yeah, exactly. You know, it was, it was just, it, it was, it was exactly what I feared in, in, in that it was one of those typical Raider performances where, you know, we've spent three weeks promising so much. And then in, in, in week four, we've kind of, when everyone's, you know, almost expecting it to happen because, you know, it, let's be honest, it was a home game for us. It was definitely it was, yeah. Raider that stadium. Um, you know, big thanks to Compton and NWA for <laughs> making so many LA Raider fans back in the day. Yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, it was it was it, it's one of those. To be honest, I'm quite glad. Kind of similarly to um, whoever I mentioned earlier, having lost the game now, Rams. Um, Rams, thank you. Um, you know, it it doesn't hurt every so often when you've won a few to actually just be grounded. And go. Mm-hmm. Actually, no, we're not as good as we think we are. Just yeah. need to be a little bit better everywhere. Um, having said that, you know, I thought the Chargers played well. Um, I think we said again in our predictions that if they can keep people healthy, they've got a football team. They really yeah. do, um, and they are balanced. You know, I think I think that interception from Doe and James pretty much killed the game off. Um, but. Yeah, I think I think I'm I'm not too downheartened about it because I could see it coming. There was always going to be a performance like this from the Raiders this season. I'm just glad it came now and not when we needed one win to get into the playoffs like last season. Hmm. Um, but you know, congrats to the Chargers. You know, they did they did well, I suppose. Yeah, but okay. yeah, we just weren't very good the first half. We we really weren't. We just didn't get going at all. No, no. Oh, well, on to the next one then, Punk. On to the next one. Those are the games. Those were the games for week four. So All of them. All of them done. done. We have reviewed them all now, Punk. Just you and I got through them all. Before we look at the the picks that we did for week four and then move on to week five, I'm I'm itching to hear about these uh these power plays of yours, Punk. Go on. Punk's power play. So that so after after the uh jingle pending. <laughs> After the touch me in the uh, end zone segment last mm, week, I mm. thought, well, you know, what if some of the plays that I'd like to highlight aren't actually in the end zone or announced touchdowns? So I came up with um, Punk's power plays. And it doesn't so have your the, name in the touch me in the end zone either, does it? So well, there is that as well. Really so you know, a, a so. little bit of self self publicising <laughs> never hurts. You know, at Punk underscore Raider. Yeah, um, <laughs> hit me up if you've got any plays that you want included. Send them to me. Let me look at them. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
but yeah, I just picked out two or three plays, and I think we we maybe touched on a couple earlier. Um, but all right, I'm going to start with this one. So Hollywood Browns diving 49 yard TD catch. Um, that was thrown into a very tight window, and after last week where he was just dropping everything left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. Um, he actually fully laid out and caught the ball. And I thought, you know what, kid, that's a pretty ballsy play, <laughs> you know, to actually do that against the Broncos defense, who, as we know, are pretty good and will have, yeah. you know, no doubt been in his ear the entire game about his drops and so on and so forth. I thought, you know what, that's a good play. That's a power play. Um, that shows to me that you're, you're, you're up there and, and you're ready for the fight. Um, the next one, and this is more of a just a shout out type rather than rather than one play, and that's for Trayvon Diggs, the Cowboys corner, um, yes. who had both interceptions of Darnold in the uh, game against the Panthers, and has already got five for the season. That's crazy. So you know we're we're only in week four. He needs to settle down a bit. <laughs> yeah. Now the reason this has stood out to me is because. I don't know if you all watched Hard Knocks this season with the Cowboys or not, but I think it's in episode four or five. Um, Trayvon Diggs basically just keeps betting with Amari Cooper that he will be into the ball, stop the ball, et cetera, et cetera. Um, Prescott comes in on this and, you know, the first time they do it, Cooper wins quite comfortably. But after that, you can see that Diggs has just gone, forget this. I'm just taking everything. And mm-hmm. it just starts stopping Cooper from catching the ball, taking interceptions away from Dak, et cetera, et cetera. And he's very, very much taken that into the season. Mm. Um, I just, I, really, I just wanted to, to, to praise him for his, his, his power interceptions uh, as yeah. much as anything else. Because having five in four weeks is just ridiculous. It's, I, I can't think of anyone that's, that's, that's done that. In fact, you know, last season, for example, I don't think the Raiders had five all season, if I'm honest. Or Cowboys. Um, or the Cowboys. Cowboys definitely didn't. <laughs> uh, finally, and I was dubious about this one, and you'll understand why when you hear who it is. Uh, okay. It's the donkey's running back, Devontae Williams. Javonte. Javonte Williams. Javonte Williams. Yeah, the, J. Well, the D is silent. The D <laughs> is silent. <laughs> Jav- whoever. The running back Williams for the donkey. Javonte Williams, yeah, yeah. There you go. Um, mm. At the end of the first quarter, he hit the beast mode button. Yes. Um, he, <laughs> I don't know how far it was. It was about 15, 20-yard run. Um, that he's run over the left guard. Um, he stopped, he's basically stuffed in the hole, um, spins out to his left, absolutely trucks a linebacker, and then drags five Ravens with him for 20 yards. And yeah. it just had me thinking of Marshawn Lynch and his beast mode, uh, beast quake runs, mm, mm. uh, from a few years ago. So, yeah, uh, Javonte Williams with your silent D. There you go, son. You've made it into into the the punks power picks for this week. Wow! Uh, and then we have it. Well, thanks very much, punk, for your power plays punks, or picks. Punks power plays, punks power picks. Yeah, whatever <laughs> you want to call them. We'll, we'll do a big title card or something. Like. It's gonna be fabulous. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it will be. It will be. 
That's, but, yeah, yeah those are very good plays you, you highlighted there. Obviously, you know, that kind of bouncy ball, rubber, rubber ball style catch for Marquise uh, Brown off the off the uh, end zone turf. And, uh, yeah, Trayvon Diggs has just been absolutely tearing it up in, in the corners for uh, for Dallas. And, yeah, Javante Williams had a, a great game. I was half thinking about that Taysom Hill run where he just kind of kept just knocking Giants away, but it was the Giants, so... If well, <laughs> I, I did think about putting that one in, but I thought with the uh, Williams run, I thought yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, it's more it's, impressive. I, prefer, I preferred the Williams one. It was more impressive run, and you know Taysom Hill was against the Giants, so yeah, it's yeah. <laughs> so. Let's move on then to the picks uh, we did for week four. Um, obviously, in partnership with PlayActionPools.com. That's PlayActionPools.com. Uh, we are doing our pod versus the people competition this year, and it's all three of us, so me, Denver Dave, and Punk Raider, against uh, a different challenger each week. Last week, it was Ben, the Bengals fan. And uh, so, okay, <laughs> I didn't have a good week. <laughs> Let's just put it out that way. Uh, I got eight and eight on my record, so that's not good at all. Ooh. I picked the Jags to beat the Bengals. Uh, it was only a field goal away. You know that was that was a tight game. To be fair to you, there were there were a few games that I picked the Raiders didn't go the win, way that you know that you'd think. I was high off your off, off your own supply. Uh, <laughs> other than that, I, I did pick the everyone. A lot of people picked the Panthers, Dolphins, Saints, Titans, Rams, and 49ers. So you know, ended up eight and eight. Uh, Punk, you went nine and seven. So you picked the Lions to win, as well as the Panthers, Dolphins, Saints, Titans, Rams, 49ers. Dave went ten and six. So he only picked the Panthers, wow. Dolphins, Titans, Rams, 49ers, and of course the Broncos to win. Are we sure he's not changing his picks? He's not, no, 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 he's not know. changing the picks. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he got ten and six. So if it wasn't for him picking his Broncos out of uh, heart ruling head, then. He would have been 11 and five. Only one person did go 11 and five. And that was Ben. Ben got 11 and five. He only Ben the Bengal. He I knows know. exactly what he's doing. He obviously does. I mean, he picked the Lions to win. That didn't work. The Saints, Titans, Rams and 49ers. Other than that, though, I mean, he picked the Cowboys to beat the Panthers. He picked the Colts to beat the Dolphins. And uh, yeah, the Chargers to beat the Raiders. So, yeah. 11 and 5 for Ben. And that well done to Ben. We would send you a prize, but we haven't got one. So, <laughs> um, our, our, our admiration will have to do. <laughs> yeah. He's got a trophy from his under 40s uh, tournament anyway. Uh, so, that means now that in the overall standings, Dave is on 41. The people now are on 40. Jim is on 39. And Punk is on 38. So, I'm doing badly, not quite as badly as Punk, but. Um, not a great. That's 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 because I've been doing my Raiders thing, isn't it? So you have. You know, yeah. I've I've only been able to pick up one point from are the you... last four weeks on those on those Raider games. Are you going to stop you picking know, Raiders then? Well, gonna... well, you know now now the streak is well, broken. Yeah. Anything can happen, so we'll, we <laughs> shall have to see. But I might have to actually start concentrating a little bit more instead of just hitting a number and away we go. Right. Yeah. So so week five. Week five. We've got picks. We've five got five weeks new... already. I know we've got a new challenger as well, Punk. This week it is Simon, who's a Giants fan, and he's given me the picks. I've got them right here in front of me. I've also got Dave's picks. He's submitted them into um, plaxandpools.com on their website. So we know what uh, Dave has picked. It starts on Thursday night with the Los Angeles Rams at the Seattle Seahawks, NFC West division game. 
Rams just coming off that bitter loss to the Cardinals. Seattle got their win against the 49ers. So who is winning this game? Do you know what? If this game had been last week, I'd have picked the Rams without any hesitation at all. Yeah. Um, after watching the dodgy game plan uh, against the Cardinals and um, with the game being in Seattle, uh, I think the Rams will win this. Still. <laughs> Oh, because because, <laughs> because they are the last Aaron well. Aaron Donald Aaron Donald is not going to allow a defensive performance like that last week happen two no. weeks in a row. Whether there's twelfth man or not, I don't care. Uh, I'm going Rams defense to absolutely Muller um, the Seahawks. Okay, I mean it's a clean sweep for the Rams this week. So yeah, despite the results, we're all going for the Rams win there Sunday. And we've got our first London game, Punk. It is. Uh, it is the yes. Atlanta Falcons at the New York Jets at in, in inverted commas. So what are we doing here? Uh, well, as it's two of the premier teams in the NFL. Yeah. Um, you know, the Falcons and the Jets, they're definitely, definitely, definitely in the top 32. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhere um, around there. Somewhere around the top 32. Um, I would say that you know home field advantage will make all the difference in the international. You know, everyone wears a different shirt. Let's play some bingo. Um, yeah, so it's the Falcons are the home team, right? I think Falcons mm, are home team. I think isn't it that I thought the Jets were the home team? No, I think it's the Falcons. Is it the Falcons? Well, all right then. It may be the Falcons, and I might be tricking myself, but I'm going for the Jets. <laughs> okay, I, I, I I'm think going for the Jets, Jets as well. I think the Jets' Jets defense is good enough, um, and I think the offense has shown that they can actually play mm. um, certainly enough to beat the Falcons, who I think have been the most disappointing team uh, in the NFL this season so far. I can confirm it is the Falcons as the home team. So, well, I will be going away with the Jets. Yeah, I'll also go for the Jets because I like what they're doing. I don't know what the Falcons are doing, but Simon and Dave have gone for the Falcons. So we've got a 50-50 split there with the four picks. Then we're on to the Green Bay Packers at the Cincinnati Bengals. Will this you pick is, the Bengals, Punk? This, this, is this, is, this is a trickier game than I think many people would believe mm -hmm, for mm -hmm. the Packers. Um, however... It is the Packers. It is yeah. Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. It's hard so to pick against that, isn't it? It, it? it is hard to pick against them. If, 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 it, if, I was, if I was picking on a spread, I might go for the Bengals, but I think straight up head-to-head, -head, I'm going to go Packers. It's a clean game. sweep for the Packers. There's no disrespect to the Bengals. It's just that is a tough just, thing. Yeah, and I just, I'm not sure they can keep pace with them with the Packers if they get a couple of scores up early. Mm. Okay, so it's now an NFC North matchup between the Detroit Lions and the Minnesota Vikings. Both took an L last week. Who are you going for, though, in the contest? Who is the home team in this one? Is it the, the Vikings. Vikings? I will go with the Vikings then. Um, I think offensively they're better equipped to, to put points up than the Lions are. I mean, they um, should be. They put seven up against Cleveland. but Yeah, but Cleveland are a much better defense than, than the Lions have. And yes. you know, I think I think they just the Vikings just show a bit more. 
than the Lions do. It's a bit of a nothing game for me, to be honest. Mm. It's a sweep for the Vikings on the pick, so everyone's gone for the Vikings. Then we've got uh, the Denver Broncos at the Pittsburgh Steelers. Ah, game of the week. Ha-ha, me and Dave. The two of our uh, uh, people. Mm-hmm. Um, so Steelers, Steelers, I assume, are at home. Yes. Because these Steelers only ever seem to play at home nowadays. We just played um, in Green Bay. <laughs> I, I didn't watch that. a game to be fair. <laughs> it was in Lambo, <laughs> so I can assure you. All right, you. all right. You have so played away. Offside's cool. Um, uh, let me think. Steelers at home to the Broncos with Drew Lock under center. I think. I think. Uh, honestly, I think you are in last chance saloon. You have to have this game, or you have no chance of making the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Therefore, I'm going Steelers. Yeah. Okay. Well, I've gone for the Steelers, and Simon's gone for the Steelers. But guess what? Dave's gone for the Broncos. <laughs> 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 Uh, we've got a split there. I'm sure he'd be very happy to hear that everyone else bet against his Broncos. Then you've got the Miami Dolphins at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. It's a Florida affair here. Florida Bowl. Uh, I'm not really convinced by either, but the Dolphins were so no. poor last week. You can't pick yeah. them. So Tampa no. Bay. Yeah, it, it's more against the Dolphins than against the yeah, Bucks. I, I think, think on so. this one, there's no, like I said, there's no direction offensively for the for the Dolphins right now. So then, yeah, and everyone's gone for the Bucks. On to the New Orleans Saints at the Washington football team. This, again, is a lot harder because of how badly these two teams have been playing of late. However, I think Heineke gives me more confidence than Winston yeah, uh, or Hill. So I think I'm going to go with uh, Washington. Okay, yeah, I'm going to go for Washington as well. But we've got a 50-50 split, so Simon and Dave have gone for the Saints. I think Dave, purely because it's that back and forth. Um, not sure about Simon Weiss pick the Saints, but they could just as easily win it. They so, could. The Philadelphia Eagles are at the Carolina Panthers. That should be a good game. Should uh, be. Should be. I think the Panthers will be licking their wounds a little bit, though. Yeah. Uh, and as they're at home, I, I fancy them to maul the Eagles. Yeah, cats beat birds, don't they, normally? So They, they do normally. Uh, certainly my cat beats birds <laughs> and delivers them to me on a regular basis. So, yeah. Everyone's in agreement that the Panthers will get the win against the Eagles. The Tennessee Titans are at the Jacksonville Jaguars. AFC South matchup. AFC South matchup. Anyone brave um, enough to go for the Jags? I don't think so, no. Um, no. I don't think they've shown me enough to to warrant getting picked above the Titans, even though the Titans lost last week. It was one of those overtime, close games. Yeah, yeah. no, I'm going Titans. I mean, the fact that Henry still put up almost 200 yards. Exactly. He's not going to be in any mood to uh, lose another game. So No. The New England Patriots are at the Houston Texans. Uh, not even going to talk about that, Patriots. <laughs> see, I don't know. The Texans... Have, Do you honestly see how I the know Texans it was win this game? game? That was against the Bills, okay? They have played good in, in the first three weeks, or better than we thought they would, because... They yeah, but still better than we thought they would, still the making them the 35th there. best team in the NFL, <laughs> behind Alabama and, you know, a couple of other college teams. Yeah. So, you know... 
No. All right. Well, I'm not having it. There, there, there is no way on this planet you'll ever convince me that the Texans have got a shot in that game. Well, the three of us on the pod have gone for the Patriots, but Simon, the Giants fan, he would like oh, wow. to have a tie in this game if possible. <laughs> I told him a tie was not possible because of how Action Pools does not recognise ties, as we should, as no one should recognise a tie. Um, Maybe we need to ask them if they will, but. Yeah, wow, I, have to, I, have to I would to them. A tie. He wanted oh. a tie. He said, "If I have to pick a winner, he's going to pick the Texans just to be spicy." So he's gone okay. for the Texans. It, you know, any given very Sunday, spicy. I mean, yeah, no, absolutely, any given Sunday, but not this Sunday. The Patriots do not move the ball down the field at any great speed. So all it takes is a couple of good throws to Brandon. Who's, who, who's going to make these throws? Davis Mills isn't. You know, he's he's made a few throws. Longer froze than uh, Mac Jones has done. I'm anyway, look. It. Anyway, there we go. We're, we're on, move on, move on, move far on. too long talking move about on. that. Yeah, exactly. Far too long. The Chicago Bears are at the Las Vegas Raiders. They are indeed. And the Chicago Bears will be losing to the Las Vegas Raiders. Ooh. Okay. Okay. Well, yep. Yeah, uh, Simon agrees with you. Dave agrees with you. I do not agree with you. So I've gone for the Bears just because, you know, that was my preseason picks. Um, still still in, in effect here. Uh, the Cleveland Browns are at the Los Angeles Chargers. Browns, at, that's a good game. Again, should be, but you said that about the Browns-Vikings. No, I said that should be a shootout. This should be a good game. <laughs> okay, all right. Good game is a bit um, more generic. Good, good game is a little bit more. It doesn't have to be a shootout. Mm. It can just be two good football teams playing well and winning 6-3. Are you picking uh, your AFC West rival or my AFC North rival? Oh, God, I'm going to have to go with the California Chargers. <laughs> okay. Well, you don't have to, but you've gone for it. So. Well, I do. I've, I've, I've picked the California Chargers. I'll join one. you on that table, Punk. I will also pick the Chargers to win. Simon and Dave have gone for the Browns. Fair enough. Four games left. First up is the New York Football Giants at the Dallas Cowboys in an NFC East matchup. Assuming that the uh, Jones Mahal doesn't fall down before Sunday, I'm going with the Cowboys. Okay. Uh, guess who's I gone doubt. for the Giants? Has he? <laughs> yeah, the Giants fan has gone for the Giants. Everyone else who's sane has gone for the Cowboys. Really? You are allowed to, guys, you are allowed, and girls, you are allowed to pick against your team. You mm-hmm. know, it's 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 not unheard of. No, uh, no, being a Raider happen. fan, I, I I have once or twice picked against the Raiders. <laughs> yeah, because <but laughs> you secretly wanted them to win. <laughs> yeah, obviously, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> okay, NFC West matchup again. It's the San Francisco 49ers at the Arizona Cardinals. I want this to be a really good game, but I think it's going to be a bit of a one-sided game. Um, Cardinals. Well, it's definitely a sweep in the picks. Everyone has gone for the Cardinals, but I don't, know, I don't think it's going to be one-sided. I'd hope it is going to be back and forth. But, you know, mm, not sure. Cardinals like be. to give shootouts. Cardinals also like to hit rookie quarterbacks. <laughs> yeah, they do. That's true. Uh, okay, so the Sunday night game is the Buffalo Bills at the Kansas City Chiefs AFC Championship rematch. On the stormer of a game. Who wins in this theory? One? I'm going to go with the Bills. Okay. 
Despite you saying that the Chiefs were getting back on Despite form. Despite me saying that the Chiefs are getting back on form, I don't think they're there yet. And I think the Bills are playing with such confidence on all in all three phases of the game at the minute mm-hmm. that they for me, the Bills are currently the number one team in the NFL. I think they've got it absolutely Ooh. spot on for the first quarter of the season. Um well, they lost to the Steelers. They lost to the Steelers, yes, in some weird fluke voodoo game in week one. But apart from ever since then, they've absolutely not put a foot wrong. So Mm -hmm. I'm going for the Bills to win away in Kansas. Well, I wish I could say it was controversial, Punk, but we've all gone for the Bills. Oh, really? I (laughs) thought it would be to me. I thought at least two of you would have gone for the Chiefs. Uh, It's it's so difficult to pick against the Chiefs, especially after Mahomes threw up. Five touchdowns and Tyreek Hill had yeah. three touchdown catches and, and all that Kelsey jazz. This but, weekend. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, for whatever reason, we've we've all gone for the Bills. The Monday night game then is the Indianapolis Colts at the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I can't see the Colts stopping the run game, to be honest. And if Brown remembers his uh, stick him on his gloves again, <laughs> um, the Ravens should be able to 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 win that fairly comfortably I would have thought so yeah my pick is Ravens we have got a 3v1 split three for the Ravens and one for the Colts um, I'm on the island again of course you of my... are it's the Ravens <laughs> Jonathan Taylor is doing wonders less. for the Colts this year as well Punk. don't forget that so they've got a running game too and uh, they've got they've got a passing game in there as well somewhere so you know it's not, not beyond the realms of possibility that uh on any given Sunday, or indeed Monday, the uh, the Ravens could come a cropper. I mean, they only beat the bloody Lions because they scored a, a world record field goal. Yeah, but they had like 14 players out injured. So I don't you know, care. Everyone's got players yeah, out exactly. injured. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but you, know, you, you have to actually look at uh, the circumstances around these close wins sometimes, not just go, oh, the Lions must have been amazing. They're just not. <laughs> so, um, say that. <laughs> you, you, yeah, but you, you get my drift. There's no point that, in I just saying say you know, the Ravens are, are dreadful because they're not. They're they're a good I football team. Didn't say that either. I did not. Uh, say you've it. said it enough times. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that is with uh, PlayActionPools.com. If you guys want to sign up to PlayActionPools for your own league, you can do that. Use the promo code TFD for the final down. That gives you ten percent off. Uh, if you are into NBA as well, that season's about to start, so that's a perfect opportunity to get involved. Um, Flagship Pool is a really good website for using on, on this, this competition, so we're really glad that we're partnering with them uh, this Did season. Did you say 10% off? Yeah. That's amazing. I I don't get 10% off. No, no, you don't. That's 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 just not fair. Oh, I, sorry. Yeah, I think I think you should all you should all sign up. 10% off, that's really good. Yeah. I'd do that if I was allowed to. You know what's even better than that, Punk? Because if you sign up to the Patreon, it's only that, that's four pounds a month for money. That's for, for less than the price of a pint. Yes. That's a ridiculously good deal. The amount of stuff we're putting up on there, videos every week, and different blog posts, and yeah, um, I was doing lent, what they call lenses on Patreon uh, on Sunday during the during the game day. So that's like 15 second videos. If you ever, I don't know, punk is a bit be, a bit past your time, but um, Snapchat is like short videos that you post up. So yes, I was I'm aware of Snapchat. Videos. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, okay, oh, good, good, good. Right. So <laughs> I was doing that on Sunday for Patreon. 
Now, I'm actually going to be doing it on Instagram this weekend. So I'm going to try and follow along with the games. Uh, so if you want to see instant reactions on there, then you can sign up, um, follow us on Instagram. Uh, our handle is the final down. So if you are following us on Twitter, I'll, I'll post a link up to it on there. But um, rather than Patreon, I'm going to do it for Instagram because it's not restricted to 15 seconds on the videos. And uh, there's more I can do on that. So yeah, we'll be doing a live kind of react along, react along on uh, on Instagram this Sunday. See how it goes. Um, yeah, but it's a way for you to interact more with us. So yes, please do oh, that. But also Patreon is the main way of doing it. Yeah, get get on the Patreon. Like I said, for less than a pint a month, um, there's there's a whole load of stuff in there. Yeah, you know, there's there's articles on old games, old old players. There's you know Jim ranting about rules and regulations, Dave waxing lyrical about fantasy. You know, mm. you'll find it all in there. Exactly, exactly. Uh, so that's Patreon.com/slash/FinalDown, thefinaldown.com for our main website. Uh, yeah, and then make sure you just subscribe to the podcast um, wherever you get your podcast from. And if you can leave a review on that podcast site, then please do so because that always yeah, helps us with the algorithm. We, we no one's left us a review in a while, and I used to no. enjoy re- reading the reviews, even if, especially the bad ones that used to go. I can't understand why Dave watches the NFL; he doesn't know a single <laughs> thing about it. Some of those were great, you know. If you if you know if you if you can just stick a couple of sentences down, that that'll you know make my day anyway Mm -hmm. exactly and uh yeah so that's that's everything for this week punk i think we've managed to make it through despite us not being 100 uh a bit fuzzy headed with all of the the uh, the drugs that we're taking yep so we're gonna get out of here but uh we're looking forward to the weekend's games we're back next week hopefully with dave as well Uh, in the meantime like i said make sure you subscribe to everything you should be subscribed to and check us out on instagram this weekend the final down and through Twitter, of course, at Final Down NFL, uh, at Punk underscore Raider, at Denver Dave 30. Uh, but until next week, guys, I've been Jim. That's been Punk Raider. And thank you so much for listening. 